Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. It is uh, some sad news that we bring to you on this podcast. The Golden Slam is not happening. Uh, the mixed doubles doesn't count for me uh, if he manages to get that. But Novak Djokovic out of the Olympics, losing in three sets to Sasha Zverev. And we have with us today not only JG, but the man with his finger on the pulse, Mr. John Silk. How are you doing, buddy? I'm very well. It's been a little while, um, and uh, maybe this is the right time to put in an appearance. What do you think, JG? I think it's a bit dodgy having too many Rafa fans when Djokovic goes <laughs> out, but let's go with it. And we've got Vinay there in the chat saying, will it be the first podcast to ever start on time? Yes, it was. <laughs> we actually did start on time today. Um, big news, as Ben was saying, the world number one, the man going for the Golden Slam, knocked out to Sasha Sverev. It's a bit of a shock I didn't see coming, especially after the first set, the way he come out the blocks. I've seen stuff on Twitter. I didn't get the privilege to watch the match live, but from the bits I've seen and obviously the stream you did at the start, Ben, it yeah. looked like it was one-way traffic. And Djokovic this whole week's been unplayable. He's been showing his level as like better than anyone else's. He's playing some of the best tennis I've seen from him. He was on, what, a 22 winning streak or something, 21 yeah. winning streak. Not lost on hard courts, outdoor hard courts. Not lost on a on a on a grass court as well. He's just been amazing all season. Obviously, won the first few slams as well, um, but just couldn't get the, the 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 Tokyo Olympics done. And if I'm honest, I don't think people can be too critical of Djokovic. I've seen some stuff online where they're saying, "Oh, that like, people gloating about the fact." I think it's a bit bit stupid, if I'm honest, because the guy has just been the best player, no doubt about it, and he's still going to be the favourite for the U.S. Open. 
Um, and as much as people are going to say he's going to really have wanted this Olympics, I'm sure he would trade out of the five. It would have been this one. He would have traded in. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to sort of back up some of the things that JG said and, and maybe add one or two more. Um, I, you know, I think to do the, the the Grand Slam itself, to win the four majors, has to be the ultimate objective. I mean, if you gave him three slams and a gold, as, as, as unbelievable as that season would be, it's still the four slams, which is the, 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 the holy grail, I guess. This would have been a cherry on the cake uh, for Djokovic, I think, and it would have obviously become the Golden Slam. I, I do think that the guy's human, though. That's what we've mm. probably seen today. Um, I do think that I I know it's towards the end of the first set. He was cruising, you could say, at least on the scoreboard. But I saw um, Djokovic sort of breathing quite heavily. I think the conditions did play a part. Um, I don't know how he's getting on in the mixed doubles, which is happening about now, right? But um, that'll be interesting to see and see if he can still sort of come back from this defeat to to get in the mixed doubles final. But I do think if we look at his season, it's even the tournaments he didn't win, you know, in Serbia, that classic match against... Um, against Aslan Karatsev, yep. where he got to the semi-final. He then also has another tournament in Serbia where he gets to the final. In Rome, he's in the final as well. So even the tournaments that he didn't win, he's still going deep. And even here, he's still got another match to play for the bronze medal. So, it, it, you know, it, I think he, I think it might have caught up with him. I saw Sverev at that point towards the end of the first set. He had the whole ice thing around his neck, uh, you know, and in the towel wrapped up. I, I do think they played a part. And, and I think that finally it was going to catch up at some point with Djokovic. And I think today was that day. And, and I think once once Fedor broke him back, uh, it was one-way traffic from that moment onwards. Yeah, really and I can was. announce on the mixed doubles, that's yeah. happening right now. They lost the first set and it's Karatsev again. <laughs> He's there. <laughs> Vesnina Karatsev. Karatsev. Let's go. <laughs> I've got it on today, mate. But, uh, but one Kar- thing is, Djokovic is up a break in the second set. Mate, so, yeah. Okay. I think that it's going to be something that he's he's going to obviously be focused to try and get that one over the line at least because there's a lot of people coming in as critics saying that was the reason that he may not have done so well in the singles, that he's overexerted himself, given himself too much to do and trying to get two gold medals and he might end up with none. And that is a lot of people coming out saying that. I don't think that the mixed doubles does too much to really affect it. I just think he just fell off the mark for the first time in about six months. We saw Djokovic play like a normal tennis player rather than like Novak Djokovic, the mental giant. And you saw miss hits, but I think you can't take away. Everyone's going to be saying, oh, yeah, look how Djokovic, all these errors. Credit to Zverev. Zverev, we don't get to see that side of Zverev very often. And when we do, it's a breath of fresh air. That is the Zverev that could win a Grand Slam if he played like that and actually took it to these big players. He didn't even have to serve that well. His ground shots were doing it for him today. And I think he played great. I think you summed it up nicely, talking about in a Grand Slam, because I saw a stat earlier. I think in Grand Slams against the top five, he's like zero and seven in best of five scenarios. But when it actually happens in a best of three, he's got a favourable record. He's won more times than he's lost against the top five. And I'm going to rewind all the way back to the previews and all the start and all the draw stuff we did. I kept saying the same point. Djokovic in best of three is beatable. Best of five, best player to ever do it. I don't think anyone could have touched him, not even Sverev here today. Um, 
it wouldn't matter if he was down two sets and down a double break. I still think Djokovic would have come back and won in five or something. Um, but in best of three, he is a little bit vulnerable and it was something to consider. And knowing the fact that we was going to have Olympics, which was going to be best of three the whole way, I, that's why you can see my bracket. I didn't have Djokovic winning. There was many people who didn't. I had Hercatch beating him at this round. Granted, Hercatch didn't actually get there and it was Zverev, the man. Um, but I kind of felt that something like this could potentially happen. I think if Djokovic was to get to a final, I think he goes into another gear. If he was to lose, it would be in an earlier round, like a semi-final. Um, and that's exactly what's happened here today. He can be beaten in a best of three scenario. And Zverev have shown that today. I thought he served well. Um, and was just excellent, really, in, in the face of adversity. Because you can see there, he won 10 of the last 11 games. He'd obviously got obliterated in the first set and was down a break in the second. And instead of his head dropping, like we've seen with Zverev many times before, we don't have to look too far back in the US Open final uh, against Dominic Team, where he was up two sets and sort of crumbled from there onwards. Um, he's, not done, he's not shown anything like that at all. And he's just come out stronger and stronger. So hats off. To Zverev, um, now big favourite, surely. I know he's going to be playing Hatchnoff in the final. I don't know. What do you guys think about, about that one? Yeah, I, 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 sorry, Ben. I'm just going to jump in it. there. Yeah, I, I think he's the, the heavy favourite now. I mean, you knock out the arguably the greatest player of all time, then you, you're probably going to be the favourite. And um, I think he has to be the favourite against Hatchnoff. But um, who knows how that will pan out. Yeah, a couple of more things on, on Zverev. And uh, JG was right to point out, I've got that stat right in front of me. So, Zverev in best of three has won seven uh, against top five opponents, I should say. And this is uh, thanks to Gil Gross for this little stat. Yeah. Best of three, he's 17 wins and 16 defeats against top five opponents. Best of five, he's lost all seven that he's competed in. Yeah. Um, regarding Zverev and this Olympics, as a, as, a, as a general thing, I'd like to point out a couple of things. Before the tournament began, uh, he highlighted how much it meant to him. Um, you know, playing for Germany in these Olympics. And we saw that at the end of the match. I mean, he's basically in tears. So, uh, you know, hats off to, to Zverev, and I'm really pleased for him. Uh, he gets some stick for his, um, you know, sometimes in crumbling under pressure. But being a, a set down and a breakdown to the world number one today, he responded, and he responded magnificently. Yeah, he really did. I um, just brought the graphic up on the screen for people to have a look at, just in case you didn't get a chance to watch the match. It was uh, a set and a break, as John's just said. And look what happened. The response from Zverev is something I don't think we we rarely see from him. He he won two games. He broke Djokovic to love. Then he held to love. And uh, then he goes on and breaks Djokovic again. And he went on this run. Obviously, you see there, he stormed it, took the set after being 3-2 down, won four on the bounce. Then he goes and wins another four. In the beginning of the second, uh, third set rather, to go eight games in a row against Novak Djokovic, and I don't know many people. When was the last time this year even ever happened on the tour that Djokovic lost eight games in a row? I can't even think of one. I mean, we know that he got bageled in the well, the French Open final against Rafa. That was six in a row, but other than that, I can't really think of one. Well, that was the one I was going to allude to. I'm glad you said it then. <laughs> shock, um, shock. <laughs> but, but no, there's, it doesn't happen. It, it rarely happens. And there's so many things to really talk about this match. I've seen so many different opinions on Twitter. And it can be a bit of a toxic place. I know John's on there a lot. And you have the... There's a lot of rivalry. It's very trivial. You've got the whole 
Djokovic corner, the Rafa corner, the Federer corner, the Rafa corner and Federer corner get on a little bit more, but the Djokovic ones are very much on their own against everyone. And um, some of the stuff I've seen on there is a bit stupid. Other things, to be fair, hats off and respect to it. Um, I, I'm a big Rafa fan, but I'm just going to, I can't even criticise Djokovic here. I think he's just been amazing all year. Um, this doesn't diminish him as a champion whatsoever. It's so, so difficult to win a Golden Slam. I don't think it's ever going to happen again. Obviously, Steffi Graf won it, um, what was that, in 1988, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think they were. Yeah, right. so that was a long time ago. I don't think that's... A lot of people have been saying in the live chat the last few weeks, that's not going to get beaten. I don't think it's ever going to be beaten, personally. I think it's such a difficult thing to do because you're playing over different surfaces and the Olympics comes around every four years, so there's not many shots of it you're going to get. Um, so, so yeah, th- there's, a, there's a lot of different things to really talk about here. I'm not sure what I wanted to go on to next, but I think just talking about Djokovic here, and that, that was his sort of the way he was so gracious in defeat. Um, I'll, I'll share this because I thought it was quite a nice little uh, image of him. He's always so, um, he's always applauding other other op- uh, opponents if they play a good shot. He's been very nice to everyone around the bubble in the Olympics. He's been a real role model for everyone, not just Team Serbia, but other athletes as well. And I like this at the net from him. I thought it was quite nice. He said, um, Zverev said to him, you're one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, I'm sorry for this. But Djokovic, you can see there, he was very smiley. He wasn't throwing an ump. He was just accepting of it and just very, um, I'm sorry, he heaped a, lot of, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of praise on Zverev as well. He's someone who can take a defeat. Uh, and, and that's why I would always have my, uh, tip my hat to Djokovic for that. Mate, I totally agree. And I thought it was actually quite nice to see at the end when... You don't get many embraces like the one that they had at the end of that. I think they both were sort yep. of feeling the conditions out there. And well, Zverev both, cried, didn't he? Yeah, they both knew how big a, yeah. big a moment that was for, for both players as well. I mean, this will arguably be Zverev's biggest chance to win, some, win something in his career other than the US Open final. And he knows what he's taken away from Djokovic and what an incredible achievement that he was possibly going to have so just nice to see and he sort of nestled his head into Zverev's chest and he sort of like consoled him a little bit and it was just nice to see like Zverev showing a lot of compassion for Djokovic who was understandably really he probably he doesn't show it but how disappointed he must be is it's probably very very sad for him right now but he'll come back stronger I'm sure Regarding the, the the fans and the social media and stuff, um, listen, I have no no problem as as a Nadal fan like JG. I have no problem that when Nadal is playing, if you're a fan of Djokovic or or even Federer, I understand that you're going to probably support his opponent with this with this Grand Slam race, which has taken on another dimension this year thanks to the heroics of Djokovic. Um, I completely understand that. You know, if you're watching Nadal in the early rounds of the French Open, you want him to go out. You see him as a threat to your man to win the title. You also want to see your man, you know, uh, end up with the most Grand Slams. So I, I understand the Nadal fans wanting Djokovic to lose or wanting Federer to lose and, and the other way around. And for me, it's just part of the, the banter. Whether If you're a Man United fan, as I am, you know, I watch Liverpool and I want them to lose, partly yeah. because of the threat. I mean, basically, if you're a Djokovic fan, I would take that as the biggest compliment you can possibly get. You've got Nadal fans like me. We're scared. We're scared of Djokovic. We're scared that he's going to race off into the distance and win 30 grand slams because we see that as being a real possibility because of the unbelievable year in particular that he's had this year. So, 
yeah, Nadal fans are going to be happy. Djokovic, uh, sorry, Federer fans are going to be happy. Djokovic fans are going to be unhappy. That's just how it is. And by the way, in three or four weeks' time, you could well find that Nadal or Federer is going out early in the US Open. And fair enough, Djokovic fans are going to be happy about that. And that's that's the nature of, of, the, of, the, of the beast, if you like. And, and, and I have no problem with that either way. And it's all a bit of fun. I'll be honest, I'm happy he lost here today. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to hide it. But the thing is, I think the key is you've got to be respectful with it. You can't, I'm not, I'm not like gloating about it where, oh, this best thing. I'm not, you wouldn't celebrate it, I think. It's just like a very much like, oh, I'm happy he lost. It's good for me as a Rafa fan, but respectful and hats off to Djokovic. You can't really criticise him for his performances. You can't criticise his attitude. Nothing of the sorts. What a, what a champion. He's going to be back. And if anything, the most exciting thing about all of this is I think the US Open now has just made it a little it's just made it a little bit more exciting. I know people would have said it would be more exciting if we'd have won here because then they'd be going for the golden slam. But I think knowing seeing the fact that he can be beaten on hard courts, for me, just makes it a little bit more exciting going into the US Open because there's gonna be some players looking at what Zverev's done here today and thinking, you know what, this guy can actually be beaten. Whereas a lot of people, when they or players, when they play Djokovic, you see him the other side of the court and they're usually beaten before the ball's even been hit. Um, so I think that's going to be really interesting. You've got 20-20-20 going into a Grand Slam. Amazing. Um, I'm, are we even going to see a 21 or is it going to be an unknown person? It's just so much excitement now for the US Open. Uh, you've got Kyrgios coming back. Is he going to be in the US Open? There's just so many different stories. Um, I think I think Andy Murray, when he won gold in 2012, at that stage he hadn't won a slam. True. I think no, he, won he won his won first. He won it exactly a few weeks later. He then beats Djokovic in the final to win his first slam. So, uh, are we seeing the uh, uh, a mirror situation with Zverev? Maybe you know if he can go on and win or gold. Or yeah, or Hatchinov. Yeah, although I don't see Hatchinov as being a, a grand slam threat at the US Open, but who knows? But if if Zverev in particular, who will go to that final as favourite, if he can get over this mini hurdle, if you like, it's a it's a feather in the cap to win a gold medal, that's for sure, uh, even for a tennis player. And will he then go into that US Open with a not exactly the monkey off his back regarding never having won a slam, but certainly a lot more confident than ever before? I mean, he's just beaten, like I say, arguably the greatest player of all time. Could we then see Zverev? Go and repeat what Murray did in 2012 by using the golden, you know, the gold uh, gold medal as a springboard to U.S. Open success. I think it's very possible. I think that Murray has been very vocal in the how much that first um, Olympic title meant to him. Obviously, it was slightly different. It was in london it was at wimbledon he did defeat federer uh after just being beaten by federer mm. um how much was it like a month earlier or something mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. so to for him to turn the tables it turned his whole career on its head really andy murray and arguably you could say it could happen for zverev he lost to djokovic in when was it it was in the australian open wasn't it in four sets and mm now he's got one back over on him and i thought it was quite interesting the turning point in the matches in both matches were the racket uh chucking or smashing into the djokovic djokovic did it in that match against Zverev when he smashed the racket up on the baseline it was a very very big moment in the match and then he took over from then in this match Zverev got his racket and just chucked it at the floor after that he was a different player it was weird. It was like the, the match. It was like a mirror image of what Djokovic did to him. 
and it just gave him it's almost like it, he threw all of his worries onto the floor that's what it felt like everything that was that was all pent up inside of him he was frustration gone and then he just relaxed and he played great after then i don't yeah. know it was very weird to see Maybe another angle to consider here is here in the chat saying he's not out, though. Uh, these guys keep forgetting there's still a bronze medal match. Oh, yeah, for sure. How much emphasis would you put on a bronze medal for Djokovic? Is it something that's going to mean a lot to him? He's won one before, hasn't he? In 2008, yeah. he won a singles bronze, Beijing. I think. Yep. Yeah, in Beijing. Yeah, Nadal um, beat him in. Um, I watched the highlights of that match of the day. Just an unbelievable level from both players in that 2008 yeah. semi-final. And so he's got a bronze already. Uh, uh, listen, uh, Djokovic, 95 or even 99% of the time is at it. I think there was probably one match where I think I, he wasn't quite at it last year. Um, I think it was in... Paris or in Vienna, I think when he'd already secured the uh, number one spot, I think it was in Vienna or in Austria. Um, yeah. But there's a bronze medal at stake. I don't see him doing anything other than giving it his absolute all. If he was carrying an injury, that might be a bit different, but I don't think we've seen any signs of that. So, yeah, I mean, all for the bronze medal match. And the repeat of the uh, US Open one again, him versus Kalenio Busta one more time. Oh, JG's favourite. Yeah, I know. This is your favourite match, the bronze medal one, surely. Well, like I said, I'll be cheering on Novak Djokovic for I hope he can win bronze. I'm not a big Busta fan myself. <laughs> um, but bronze doesn't, I don't think it means that much. For someone like Novak Djokovic, it's got one. It's better to have one than not, but he's already had, he's already got one. His whole focus was the gold. Now that's gone. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a sad one. Uh, we've got Gnocchi here in the chat saying, I can't believe it. Obviously, uh, shout out to you, mate. We know we see you in a lot of live chats. And I can, I can, mate, I can feel it. I understand it could be very painful for a lot of Djokovic fans. Um, there's been so many different sort of excuses going around I've seen, which I find are ludicrous. Um, to the fact that, um, let me see if I can find one of them, which I thought was just ridiculous. Uh, there were some people saying about, some Djokovic fans saying, it didn't actually mean that much to him, this gold uh, this gold medal. Um, his focus is the four slams and the gold is just kind of irrelevant. But I just want to bring, bring you back to a 2016 quote from Novak Djokovic. And that is, an Olympic gold would be the biggest achievement of my career. Olympics are larger than tennis, much larger than you. It could be considered as a fifth grand slam. It has that importance for us, even more because it happens every four years. So that was him um, in 2016. So I don't think you can doubt the fact that it meant a lot to him. And I think his attitude was awesome the whole tournament. It, it didn't yeah. look like he, if you compare him to, say, Naomi Osaka, I thought her attitude uh, was a bit poor uh, in the latter stage, especially the business end. With Djokovic, he was, uh, he looked great. He played great, just really kind of faltered today and had a bit of an off day. There were some uncharacteristic backhand misses, which I thought was a bit strange from him. Some of his decision-making, I was watching, well, when I watched, I don't think he won a game in the live stream. No. <laughs> so from the bits I saw, it just didn't look, he looked very, very out of sorts. But then I thought Zverev was serving well and playing awesome and hitting winners uh, and kind of taking Djokovic off yeah, guard yeah. at times. Definitely. Yeah, for sure, yeah. mate. I'm, yeah. I was just going to echo that as well. I just thought it was really good the way that Zverev, because he was hitting the ball so well, Djokovic sort of was trying to get himself going by using different tactics. He was coming to the net on the on the odd occasion, but it wasn't working. Even his volleys were going into the net. I don't think anything he could have done today would have won uh, if, the way he was playing. I think he was just had to accept it wasn't uh, 
no, like the top Novak Djokovic performance today, unfortunately. If anything, uh, regarding his motivation, I think he was desperate to do it for Serbia. Yeah. I mean, he's a proud um, Serbian. He's often spoken about it. I think his his efforts in the singles and the doubles show that. I think he wants to win a, win a medal for Serbia as much as he does for himself. Um, so I think, yeah, any, any suggestions that he doesn't care uh, are ridiculous. I'm disappointed as well. Uh, obviously, the song now is going to be yep. uh, not so relevant. So <laughs> <laughs> he's going for the Golden Slam. No, he's not. So there'll have to be a different song uh, maybe coming out at some point. Maybe we'll have to see. It's going to be exciting for the US Open now. I want to get I want to get a booster button again. I know it's been trashed and thrown in the in the rubbish bin forever, but uh, if only to annoy JG, I'd love to get a booster button back. Mate, we'll do, will. do it well, in the midst I, of night. Do it in the midst I, of night, Ben, when JG's not looking. I will. I'll I think, sneak I think the there. song, Ben, the next song could be determined by who can get number 21. If it is to be someone to get 21, or is it going to be a newcomer coming through who maybe deserves yeah. a song? Maybe a Zverev. If he wins gold here and then wins the US Open, watch yeah. out. Maybe a Zverev could get his own song. Don't let it be Rublev. I've done him enough songs already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, yeah. now Rublev's heard this. He's going to think, oh, you know what? I might win the US Open now. I could do with another song. I don't see Rublev winning the... I mean, he's really, having had that sort of period towards the end of last year and to some extent this year, uh, you know, of, of doing well in the ATP 250s, 500s, uh, he just doesn't ever get close to making an impression on the big tournaments. Mm. Yeah, I just, I just want to yeah. go on to this next point here from Ibrahim, obviously a big Djokovic fan as well, saying, can Djokovic win gold at 2024? Obviously, it's going to be on clay. It's going to be a Roland Garros. Um, uh, i sure uh, Rafa might come up the paintwork for that one. He might even end it. <laughs> but that, that could be a great tournament for him. Who's to say he can't win in 2024? Because it's not actually four years, is it? It's only three years' time. Uh, and the way Djokovic exactly. is looking, you can't see him not being, if not world number one, but the, the top player to beat yet again in three years. Golden yeah. Slam again? Yeah. Maybe? I mean, it's really, really difficult to make predictions three years away, but there's no reason why he wouldn't be a contender at the very least. And when he's a contender, he's often the favourite. I, I would like to just talk about the build-up to the US Open now, which is obviously, you know, it, you know it's got this added meaning because of all three of the, the big three on 20. And it'll be very interesting to see over the next sort of four weeks, how each of those plan their schedules. I, I don't really know much about Federer's schedule, but I know Nadal, I think, is pretty much going full steam ahead. I think Washington, Montreal, um, yep. I always get Montreal, Toronto, I think it's Montreal, isn't it? Um, uh, certainly on his uh, schedule. I don't know if he's going to do Cincinnati as well, but he's really going for it. And, you know, he's been practicing hard uh, on the hard courts back in Mallorca. I wonder if Djokovic might take some kind of break. Um, now, having really had a really intense 12 weeks, I guess, since since playing, I think, Serbia, then the French Open back to back, and then quickly, uh, I think he played doubles in Mallorca on grass, and then had Wimbledon, of course, and now now this 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 two this sort of week, sorry, of, of the Olympics, I think he's due a break, and I wonder if he'll play any tournament before Cincinnati. He may even not play Cincinnati. I think he's a player that doesn't have any issues with just not playing at all and then then picking up speed as a Grand Slam goes. I, I see him playing one warm-up tournament, but probably not much more than that. Whereas Nadal's going full speed ahead. Federer, I don't know what his schedule is. Yeah. Well, stay. Not Listen to his body, probably. That's dictating yeah. how that he plays the next few weeks leading up to it. Going to be exciting, though, like you said. 
Uh, it's going to be interesting. The fact so I, th- I thought Medvedev might stand a good chance here at this Olympics, and seeing yeah, him too. lose to, to Buster was a bit of a surprise. Maybe Buster could be a player, maybe Hatchinov now fancy his chances going into the US Open. It's opened the doors now. A lot of people are going to start thinking maybe it is possible. Maybe Dominic Team is he coming back at any point? Are we going to see him on a court again? I'd like and to. He's the sit- reigning champ. And Sitsipas has fallen off a cliff since that French Open. Has he won a match? No, oh, he's struggling. Uh, I'm not sure what's going yeah. on with Sitsipas. Obviously, ever since the sort of on on court coaching debate, um, which he tweeted, mm. I don't think he's won. Um, and he's been suffering a little bit. Obviously, went up in Wimbledon yeah. early to TFO. Wasn't a good Olympic showing from him again. Um, so yeah, yeah let's let's see what happens with him. Yeah. So I mean, right now going into that tournament, Djokovic hot favourite, of course. Yeah. Uh, Rafa, with his experience, I guess will come in at second favourite. And then the next biggest threat would probably be, as we speak, but things change from day to day, as we know in tennis. But as we speak, Zverev is probably the third favourite. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't doubt that at all, mate. I think you've got. To, I still would always consider Medvedev. He's already played mm. in a U.S. Open and got to the final. Well, I yeah. thought he was really good. And I know yeah. Rafa beat him on that day, but probably for large spells, like Medvedev was better. I think the longer yeah. the match was going to go on, yeah. um, Medvedev was just getting better and better. So well done to Rafa for closing that out. I was over the moon. But I think Medvedev can can definitely cause a little bit of an upset. Yeah, uh, Berrettini. No one, yeah. He never gets mentioned, does he? But I think he has a chance as well. We got to his first Grand Slam final now. He would be wanting a bit more... To add to that, maybe think, one step further. I think, as Vance says, though, it's always now we're going on to the best of five. We're talking, it's a different conversation. I feel like you can even class it as a different sport. Best of five tennis and best of three tennis is just completely different. Djokovic and best of five is so good. And yeah. I think, I honestly believe, if say this whole tournament was best of five, I think he would have won and he would have won today as well. I mean, without the five format, I mean, he would have gone out two or three times in various slams this year. I mean, yeah. Twice at the French Open, he was two sets down, certainly. Um, I don't know if he ever had a period where he was two sets to one down in Australia. I don't think he was. But, yeah, best of five, different beast. Definitely is. Nice one. I think we'll wrap yeah. it up there. We've been speaking uh, for a long time about that one. It's the day Djokovic goes out. Uh, the super golden slam <laughs> is no more um, until another three years, potentially. And he could maybe do it then. But um, it's a good day if you're a Rafa fan. But he can't gloat too much because it is a bit disappointing to see Djokovic not do it. I'm sad for Ben as well because I know he was really hoping to see some history and he created a great song as well. But there's always another three years, mate, and we'll see if he can do it again. Indeed. Well, all the best of him in the mixed doubles. Uh, He's up against Karatsev in that at the moment. Let's see if he can grab a mixed doubles gold medal, at least for some consolation. Yeah. Anyway, guys, if you haven't already... Uh, like the video, hit the subscribe button. Big thanks to you, John, for coming on. Uh, And we'll talk to you all very soon in another podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.